Yo, what's up? It's your girl T, um, Father Longlegs. You guys know me. Uh, this is You Can Tell Me Anything. Wow. Do I sound depressed? Um, I literally was crying, took a walk, and came back and was like, oh fuck, I gotta record this intro. I feel like <laughs> being in quarantine and not talking to real people has made me just absolutely have no filter when it comes to these intros. Because for all I know, um, you know, I'm never going to see another human being again. I wonder if the rest of the world is like this, like they're being more honest on their FaceTimes and their, you know, DMs and whatever their handwritten letters. Do people still write those? God, I know I don't. But that's only because I wrote the worst ones. Um, uh, Yeah, that's right. I feel like I've told this story in this pod, but if you haven't heard it, the summary is um, I did once write a letter a handwritten letter to a boy in Amsterdam telling him I was saving my virginity for him. Um, thank God he said no. Um, anyways, okay, wow. So, uh, well, that's cool. All right, so I'm, I'm here to make a couple announcements. This, the rest of the show is not as scattered and crazy and chaotic as this. Although sometimes I feel like you guys are here for the chaos. So, you know what? I'll give you like small doses of it. You get two minutes of it. In this intro, all right, if you guys enjoy this podcast and you haven't rated and reviewed it, and I know not all of you have, I don't know, maybe some of you don't listen to it on Apple Podcasts and you're unable to do it on Apple Podcasts, but I feel like a majority of you guys are on Apple Podcasts um, because I see the numbers of downloads and I see that they're going up and I see the reviews um, have kind of hovered around the same. So this is not a threat. It's just a way to make me feel better. And you know what? Maybe make you feel good. It's like you can put it on your to-do list and check it off as if you did something today. If you give me a five-star review and write a, like, a nice little blurb, um, I'll send you a private confession. And look, we like the interaction. We need to connect. We Am I talking in plurality? Maybe. Uh, all right, so if you leave me a five-star review on Apple and send me a little screenshot, um, you can send that to me, you know, publicly, privately, whatever. You have my email. You have my Instagram. You have my Twitter. I'll say the email again. It's tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. I will send you a private confession. Um, They're fun to make. I love to think about all the things I haven't told people. Sometimes they're innocuous. Sometimes they're juicy. They're always kind of juicy, depending. Well, you know. Anyways, I really should. You know what? If I had a producer um, on this, they'd probably be telling me doing that like wrap it up symbol right now. But alas, I don't. And I don't have a teleprompter. So I'm just rambling. How are you guys doing in quarantine? This leads me to my next point. Uh, Last month, I released good confessions, including one of your lovely confidants submitted confessions. And I actually really, really enjoyed that. So I'd love to do that again. If you guys listening have any confessions, um, good confessions you want to throw my way. And just to remind you, a good confession doesn't have to be a juicy secret. The whole idea is it's just something positive. You can talk about a show you love watching, a movie you just saw, some cool thing that happened to you in your life, something you want to brag about that you did. Um, Or if you want to hype up someone in your life that you think is great, like your best friend, your roommate, your mom, whatever, that counts as a good confession. Um, Keep it between two and five minutes. Email that to me, you know, in a little audio clip. You can record it on your iPhone. You don't need the equipment. Um, You can even record it straight into your computer. Look, I'll spruce it up for you, all right? And let me know if you want your name included or if you don't. Look, I'll even venture to say I can change your voice if you want the confession out there. Nobody has ever asked for that, but let me just tell you, we make it very accessible and easy for you to share your thoughts if you're a shy person. Um, Yeah, and then if you do want me to share your Instagram handle or anything like that, your name, include that, and I'll put that in there. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. 
And yeah, I will be releasing another Good Confessions episode next month. Um, speaking of quarantine, I'm still hosting a live stream comedy show on Instagram. It's called Comedy Quarantine. Very creative name, I know. We did kind of just come up with that early on when there wasn't much. And now there is. So yes, do we change it? No. We are now Comedy Quarantine. Instagram.com slash Comedy Quarantine. You can watch it on your desktop by um, logging into Instagram or while it's live. So you got to wait for it to be live. Otherwise, it'll say error. Instagram.com slash Comedy Quarantine slash live. You can watch the show from your desktop. Or if you're handy with Instagram, you know how to watch live streams. Monday through Friday, every weeknight, 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. And it's available 24 hours after the fact as well. Um, but it is actually live during that time. So you can uh, interact with me. And my co-host, Barbara Gray, very funny comedian. We switch off days. So if you're curious who's hosting, you can check the lineup on Instagram. That's almost like all the comedy I have going on for me right now. Um, I am working on a couple shows. So, you know, if we're stuck in this for months, you may be hearing more from me. But other than that, um, can't do stand-up. So I can't plug stand-up. But I will be doing a live stream with my dog on a show called Two Girls, One Pup on their Instagram on Thursday. Um, I think I posted about that on my Instagram. It's definitely on my website, TeresaLee.com slash... Wow, that's not even my website. TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows. Um, so I'll post that link there if you want to watch it. Thursday, that's tomorrow, if you're listening to this pod when it comes out um, at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And speaking of today, wow, today is... May 6th, all right? So usually I say if you um, join the Confidant newsletter by the 5th of the month, you can get on it for that month. But hey, it's the 6th of the month. We're slow. So if you join today, so yeah, anytime but between today and I guess the 7th of the You know what? Let's say the end of the week, before the end of the week. I'm making the rules so I can change the rules. Before the end of the week, if you send $5 or more to paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. I will include you on the Super Confidant newsletter, which will go out at the end of the week. And if you've never joined the newsletter, well, the newsletter is um, a private little letter I send out to all my Super Confidants. Usually include, you know, a video confession, some photos, some personal shit. And trust me, it gets personal because in quarantine, you really are my confidants. I mean, I can't just call up my friends and tell them stuff. Everybody's going through stuff. Um, but I also want to hear from you. So, you, you know, it's a direct line if you want to talk to me and and have a conversation as well. So that's paypal.me slash you can tell me anything $5 or more before the end of the week, you'll get on this month's newsletter. And uh, speaking of months, wow, these transitions are fire today. Notoriously, I suck at transitions. And for once, they're okay. I would say they're a hard mediocre today. Speaking of months, it is API month, um, that's, you know, Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month here in America where I record this pod. And did I mean to have the guest, the first guest of the month be API and queer? Uh, let's just say sure. Yes, I did. No, in general, I feel like the guests are always um, diverse backgrounds. But hey, I want to highlight that fact because it is API month. Um, so anyways, uh, so the, I don't know what months really mean except for, I guess, it's just to be aware that we exist. Um, but it is an extra time for us to be able to shout out our favorite performers, you know, artists, uh, scientists, engineers, I don't know, politicians, world leaders. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you, uh, if you have anybody in your life who you want to hype up and support, you know, go shout it from the rooftops. This is me letting you know it's Asian Pacific Heritage Month. 
Do people outside of the Asian culture care about this? I don't know, but I'm telling you about it. So yeah, I don't know. Tag your friends that, that are out there doing stuff. Tag those shows that you love that feature API performers. All right. I think we're ready for this API performer. Um, I had a really fun conversation with my guest this week. Um, yeah, super, super funny. I saw him do stand-up. Uh, I, I think it was over a year ago at Robbie Bruin's show and Georgia Brooks, who have both been guests on this show. Um, super funny. Then I realized he also does UCB characters. Just a lovely performer. Very charming to talk to. Fun stories. He talks about... Well, I won't give the confession away, but it's a funny one, and it's fun. It involves underwear, okay? I guess, I don't know. Is that funny? I have a, I have the, uh, you know, brain of a 12-year-old. Okay, wow. This actually did make me feel better. I legit was crying right before this. Um, maybe I'll talk about why in the newsletter, but it's not about me right now. It's about my guest, Sam O. Enjoy. You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good listener, you can tell her anything. Hey, confidants, it's your girl, Father Longlegs, this is Teresa, and you're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before, or something they want to get off their chest, you know, whichever. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, this is a quarantine edition, so we have on Skype my guest, very, very friendly, funny, Sam O. What's up? How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm I'm doing okay. We, uh, yeah, we're both in quarantine. I feel like that we were supposed to record this, like, on day one of quarantine or something. It was early on. We had it scheduled in the books, and then the quarantine hit, and then we were like, we need to reevaluate. The so. quarant- yeah, the qu- I don't know why I said good. I'm first of all not doing good. I'm doing <laughs> oh, fine. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, it's a habit. Um, yeah, the first two weeks I was definitely freaking out, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I've settled down. So I'm glad to sit with with you over Skype now <laughs> and talk. I'm glad. Yeah, it is a crazy time, um, but I do like to start with something positive, especially now we can all use it. Is there something good you'd like to confess? Um, I'm. <laughs> Getting really into TikTok, and I think I'm really good at it, and some of my videos are getting 1,000 views, so... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, which is, like, a crazy amount. It's not (laughs) (laughs) Did you join um, after the pandemic quarantine? Like, were you one of the... Me too. Okay, it's okay. I mean... I thought it was so stupid for the longest (laughs) time, and then I was like, well, I mean, there's nothing to do, but you know, make stupid videos and it's actually fun and, um, it gets your mind off of things. It's an outlet. So are you doing TikTok challenges like dances or characters or a mix, a melee? I did. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm a very (laughs) eclectic person, um, Uh but I did the savage challenge, the one with like the Megan Thee Stallion song. And it was like shortly after, um, the checks, the announcement that they're going to send us checks and mm. it was basically like Andrew Yang's universal <laughs> income idea. <laughs> uh-huh. So I just did it as Andrew Yang. Um, huh. It like threw money everywhere and oh my God. baked my ass. And yeah, that was my favorite one. That's and then fun. the drop off has been very steep and I haven't made one in like two <laughs> Well, that's the beauty of TikTok I hear. I mean, I'm also new to it is that at any moment, you know, anything could go viral. So and also Ch- China will have your information, but that's neither here nor there. I'm still on TikTok, even though it is owned by China. Ah, 
Um, uh, well, that's cool. Yeah, because you do a lot of characters. I mean, you. I, I feel like I met you at a stand-up show, but then we did Gaijin AFs, and you do a lot of sketches and character videos. Um, or not videos, character performances. How has, has that, like, sort of translated into more online stuff since you've been not able to perform on stage? Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's weird because I've put so much effort into my live performing and not as much mm-hmm. into some social media stuff, and then this happened, and I don't know, I feel like, yes, I'm coming up with ideas and trying to put stuff out there, but then I'm also feeling weird about it because it's <laughs> such a weird time. Yeah. And, like, it just feels weird that, like, people are dying and then you're just like, mm, hey, <laughs> here's a picture of me in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, it is bizarre because it is like our jobs as comedians but before you know we're commenting on the world but now it's such a drastic like pandemic it's everyone's dealing with it but then at the same time it's like that is your job yeah it is a fine line um and then you feel like you can't really get away like I, I don't know if you have this but just even being at home all the time when I'm online it's like it used to be a mix of personal and career and now I feel like there's no line from when I'm like being doing comedy versus like just reaching out because I'm sad or need connection and then I'm like (laughs) and then everything feels like a joke because you know I can't just say things earnestly but I'm like I'm sad help uh but then it's true and I'm like ah where are the lines in my life anymore there's no boundaries (laughs) yeah I feel like once the doors closed on all our small apartments um, (laughs) social media just got very sad (laughs) yeah Do you, um, so this podcast is sort of loosely inspired by like therapy and just like being able to talk about uh, mental health. Do you ever go to therapy or what's your relationship with that? Yeah, I still have virtual sessions with my therapist right now. And um, I've like been going since I was 16, I would say. Yeah, on and off. But Mm -hmm. um, I've had, yeah, a good relationship with therapy for like 10 years now. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in the beginning, I was seeing mostly like, I think a lot of therapists are women, um, mm-hmm. and so I was seeing a lot of uh, women who were specifically married, and that was, <laughs> I mean, that was not. It was nice to have their perspective, and I think they all helped me so much. But as I got older and like grew into my queer like mm-hmm. identity, I was craving more like either gay or queer, you mm-hmm. know, therapists. And then uh, so the therapist I have now is a gay man he is white unfortunately but you know baby steps so yeah yeah that's so funny I'm like I don't even know if my I'm I think my therapist is married but I've never asked but the perspective thing is interesting because I had pretty much white therapists until recently and it does make a difference and and I look for one that specified more like with LGBT and like POC communities and immigrant or children of immigrants especially and it, it does make a difference but I think it's like, yeah, having a starting point is still good. Um, but I hear you on that. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm very grateful to Jessica. And Monica <laughs> and Raquel, yeah, it's like but... the, the mambo number five <laughs> of white girl names. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like it, it is super. I mean, I've had uh, like Korean therapist, too. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, we were able to talk about like specifics about my family. And that was really nice. And then now that I have a gay therapist, I can freely be like, so, like, you know, when you <laughs> stick your fingers in your ass, and he's like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, interesting. I, I feel like I started as an adult, so I felt like there was so much to catch up on. And a part of me did, I don't want to say enjoy, but um, I got value from 
talking to someone very outside just about stuff that I'm, you know, just cultural stuff. Cause I, I don't feel this way now, but I remember just even little things like, you know, being hit or whatever. It's pretty cultural. It's not like, Oh my God, shocking. But I did kind right. of at that time, um, get value from someone being like, oh, that's really hard. Just like someone overly <laughs> reacting. And I think because I hadn't gotten that at all, I wanted to be babied a little bit, but now I want someone who like gets it and isn't just like, well, let's really focus on this awful. And it's like, well, it's not that bad. That's not even the thing. Let's not talk about that anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do love when people tell me like, you were robbed of your childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay. you're kind of like, okay, I know that's not that perspective, but right now I just want to be baby. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's nice they hold space for your pain. Yeah. And then once you don't want that space held anymore, <laughs> you don't have to hold it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, now I want to be a normal person. Treat me like a yeah. normal person. Yeah, actually, I'm really well-adjusted and really, like, fun, <laughs> and everyone likes me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is hard. The dual personalities of, like, wanting... Because bo- they're both true, you know. I think trauma can exist while... I mean, it obviously can. I don't know why I said it, like... It was a question, but trauma can exist and you can be like a fun person and have, yeah, I think there's so many different viewpoints, um, about like therapists, where they come from. And I think ultimately you got to find what's right for you. So I'm glad that you found something that works. Yeah, I, I'm definitely happy with my therapist, but I am now like, okay, cool. I had the gay and I had the <laughs> Asian, maybe they can come together <laughs> in one person <laughs> Um, or maybe I'll just like look into a mirror and just therapize myself. <laughs> I mean, honestly, now is the time during quarantine to really, I mean, I say this and it sounds like a joke, but I mean it. It's the time to figure out who you are and love yourself because that is ultimately what therapy is, right? It's just to figure out how to like love yourself. I don't know. This sounds too bleak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told my friend, I was like, if I don't learn to love myself now, I never will. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're spending the most time with yourself you ever will get to. So yeah, un- unless you do something horrible and all your friends leave you, and hopefully that's not the case. Um, um, I'm in the middle <laughs> of that transition right now. <laughs> but speaking yeah. of um, yourself and getting to know you, Sam, is there anything you would like to tell me? Uh, well, I have a confession. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not proud of this, but when I was 16, I stole nine pairs of Calvin Klein underwear from Macy's. Um, I would just go into the store and put on underwear in the fitting room and leave. <laughs> Wait, at once? You stole nine pairs at once? At once, wow. yeah. Because I really, like, Impressive. obviously, <laughs> when you are at that age, you don't have a lot of money. Uh-huh. But I really, like, had a... I feel like Calvin Klein underwear specifically just represents so much. I don't know mm-hmm. if the experience of it, but like <laughs> it's so iconic and um, especially I feel like in like gay boy or gay male mm-hmm. circles, like underwear is so, so part of like sexual awakenings and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just, and they're all for like $20 each. They are expensive. Yeah. I know what so, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Klein's iconic. Um, nine pairs wait okay i want to hear about okay there's so many questions i have okay why don't you tell me from the and then we'll we'll like fill in the gaps okay had you stolen before this? not no okay. not really maybe like 
I stole like a bar of soap. Like the thing is, my <laughs> shoplifting has been very sad because、uh-huh. I feel like other people share their stories and they're like, "Yeah, I would like steal like、uh, Game Boys and like jewelry, and I would steal wow、soap. Game Boys. That's really or whatever, like, just like electronics. Advanced, I would、yeah. steal like so like body wash and <laughs> socks. These like, are like essentials. Yeah, you're like my my underwear, soap. Yeah. Uh, vitamins,、um, <laughs> yeah, glue, and、uh, but so this was like my f- first sort of like luxury item that I stole. Yeah. Okay.、Um, so, okay, so there's a couple obviously layers. There's like sort of like commons and what they represent to you, and then there's sort of like the actual story of stealing. So let's yeah. Why don't you tell me the story of like how that went down, and then we can sort of like back into whatever else comes up. Yeah, I、um, went. So like if you go to Macy's the underwear section, all the really nice underwear is in like those boxes with the <laughs> the tor- headless torso、oh, on the uh-huh, cover. Uh-huh. So I would like take a few boxes and then put them. And there was like a fitting room in the Macy's at the mall, like where I grew up, that was always empty and nobody was like <laughs> manning it or anything. So you could just walk in and put、uh-huh. on whatever. So I would like. Take a few at a time. Put it in the fitting room. And Wait, then did go you know to- you, when you were going into this Macy's that you were going to steal underwear? Like, was this a mission, or you got there and you're like, I must have these? Um, it was like after going there a few times. Oh, I had, so like, you scoped it. it. Okay, so you were like casing the joint. It it was yeah, it was a months long <laughs> expedition. Wow.、Um, okay. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, it shows was ambition、like、that and follow through. So those are good qualities to have. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm so successful now <laughs> my career. <laughs>、um, yeah, so I th- I had thought about this for a while.、Okay. Yeah, yeah.、Um, so I feel like yeah, knowing that about me,、uh, that if I choose to do good things, that's a great quality, and if I choose to choose <laughs> to do bad things, I could. Be a serial killer, probably. So you went in this. Okay, that's a big leap.、Um, but <laughs> but you went、yeah. in this knowing that you pretty much were confident you could get away with this because you had planned. Yes. Yeah. I had. I had thought of all the. I'd really oceans eight,、mm-hmm. nine, ten, eleven. Ocean nine because、eight. nine pairs of underwear. I mean. I mean, are you are you gonna pitch this <laughs> agents and managers? I mean, it sounds like we have we've got a gold story, and that's not even a thing people say. We've got a we've got a blockbuster. <laughs> I forgot what people say about movies. We have a blockbuster. I don't know. <laughs>、um, okay, so you had case a joint for months, and you went in being like, "This is the day." And were you driving yourself there, or did you have to ask your parents to drop you off at the mall? I、um, went with my. My sister and a friend and I would go like to the mall and just hang out.、Okay. So, I, yeah, I went with her. Did、um, she know you were gonna do this? I don't. I think I may have told them, <laughs> but I don't think they knew the ex- like the extent of how much、mm-hmm. I was gonna do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah.、Um, and it's not like they were against it. It's not like my sister、yeah. was like, "Oh, that's you're a bad person." Like she was like, "Yeah, if you want." Go follow your dreams, you know. <laughs> That's supportive. <laughs> That's sibling support.、Um, is your、yeah. sister older or younger than you? She's、uh, older. She's like five years older. Than oh, okay. And you hadn't? Did you think about asking her to buy it for you, or that wasn't your relationship? N- well, she didn't have like these. This underwear is like twenty five dollars per okay, pair. Okay, true. Wow. So <laughs> it just she wouldn't have been able to afford it,、mm. and I didn't want to do that to her. You know,、right. very thoughtful. 
So it, yeah, it was actually <laughs> it was actually a really beautiful thing that I did by sealing. Uh huh. Um, okay, so you got there. So so I cut you off in the um the anecdote, but you were taking boxes one at a time. Yeah, you put so I would take them and like stow them in a dressing room and then go back and you know get more and I feel like I did this over a period of a few hours so that (laughs) I would like be in the Macy's for too long so I would just like do that and then like walk around the mall go somewhere else and then come back and then put some more and then by the time I was ready it was like nine pairs in that fitting room they were just sitting there they weren't on you yet they were just like Mm -hmm. the, the boxes were there yeah, I, I so I stow away the I stowed away the boxes in that fitting room, and then once I was ready, I went into the fitting room and then opened up all the boxes and put the underwear on on top of each other. <laughs> so one by one, oh <laughs> we put the underwear on over my underwear that I had, and then just keep layering it until wow. all of them are on. And because the thing is, like this, I think the sensors are on the box, not the actual underwear. I don't know if it's the way that it is now, but. When I did it, it was not, like, attached to the underwear. So when I walked out with, like... And then, like, my pants obviously look, like, full. (laughs) There's nine layers of underwear. But, I yeah, when I walked out, there were no beeping or there was nothing set, alarm set off or anything. So, yeah. And everything went in slow motion and you put on sunglasses and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, very um, walking away from a car explosion moment. Uh Did you feel any sort of adrenaline rush? Like, were you nervous? Or were you like, I know this is going to work? No, I was was really nervous, yeah. Because I'm such a goody two-shoes, so I was in a... I had to be, like, very desperate to really (laughs) want these to do that because I was so straight and narrow. And I feel like I still am, but yeah. That's so funny because, you know, there's obviously... um, Shoplifting is different for everyone, but there's, you know, people who do it for the rush. But for you, it was like... A, a practical like a means to an end like you d- the rush wasn't yeah what you were after you were just after the mm-hmm. underwears yeah i was yeah it's <laughs> about <laughs> i was after the underwear uh, yeah not the rush <laughs> um i don't really understand like well i guess i just don't really have an addictive personality so i'm mm-hmm. like um, not really like, I don't know. You went after nine underwear. It's like, could have stopped at two okay. or three, but no, it wasn't. I'm not. addicted to underwear. I'm not addicted <laughs> to stealing. That's like one for every day of the week. Plus two, you know, for, you know, plus... when, when you have a really wild weekend, you got, it's a two, un- four underwear weekend, you know? Yeah. You know, you might <laughs> lose a pair at someone's place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, rip a hole in one. <laughs> you might poop on one. I don't know. True, true, true. You know, so, you know when that happens. Very, you were thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's just, like, sad when I think about it now because I'm, like, 16. And it was, um, yeah, it was a part of me wanting to feel, like, adult and sexy. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one ever saw that underwear <laughs> for a decade. No one has oh seen my that underwear. <laughs> wow, all that effort you went through for the underwear. Um, but it was for me. Like, I felt like I unlocked a new level in yeah. my journey so you knew yeah when you're wearing them it's like different confidence you know yeah i yeah, think i had for... calvin klein training bras and i remember feeling like they're pretty hot like nobody saw those but i was like i got i got calvin klein because i think something about the band you know the calvin klein it's like yeah. a band and you know it's just so it's so simple but it's like so iconic it's the also in the commercials it's like 
what yeah. is their phrase? It's like nothing in, or something. Oh, nothing in my comes Calvins. between me and my Calvin. Me and my Calvins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very sexy. Cal- DK one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So after that, were you like, you just quit cold turkey, or did you think like now I can do this all the time? I, I think that I don't remember exactly when it stopped. I just yeah, I don't think I did it as much after that. I think that was like my one really big moment and then after it wasn't the same after that <laughs> so I don't yeah I don't remember doing it as much after that so you yeah that's that is like um the opposite of addictive personality it's like you went after the jackpot in your mind and you got it and you're like well I can't beat that and if I try to I will always be chasing the dragon so yeah you want to take your chips and get out while you can <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be yeah I don't I would be very sad if I was still doing that at this age. Like, even sometimes I think about that and go, maybe I should do that again. Like, I'm running low on underwear, but I just take my hard-earned money and buy it myself, and it feels better that way to support American capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Calvin yeah. Klein, traditionally. Yeah. <laughs> get, yeah get A man of no controversy. Uh, no, not never. <laughs> He's perfect. Man, I have such a wild story about Calvin Klein that I don't think I can say on this pod, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> like the the man himself? Yeah. I know all I know about Calvin Klein is that he dates really young. Oh, it's rela- yeah, it's related to that. Like I knew oh. I knew one of his boy toys. I guess wow. I can hint at it cuz it's been written up on page 6. Yeah, in college I knew not we weren't close, but it was like in a party mo- crew. Okay. I I knew one of his boy toys who was his boyfriend and he threw Calvin threw him at 21st birthday party and it was like all celebrities and then like five of his friends including me and it was like it was insane it was really wild I can't really get too much and do it on this podcast but it was like a very wild (laughs) crazy thing but uh yeah that man is an interesting man for sure that was when I was in college and he was still iconic it's like just to have such a legacy I think like has waning influence now on me. Like I don't, I just now see Calvin Klein. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like white supremacy and like uh-huh, uh-huh. ableism and all of our hot words now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I back then I was just like, I, I think if you do ask a lot of like specifically gay boys about mm-hmm. their like coming of age and stuff they will tell you that like underwear hmm. like seeing the bodies on the underwear boxes or underwear catalog or whatever or swim swimsuits oh okay, like yeah. going to the beach or going to the pool and like the hot lifeguard or whatever like that is a big like moment or light bulb a lot hmm. of the time that's interesting did you have magazines like were you like a um cut out magazine type of person mm, not really not really. I feel like I should have been, but then that would have gone with my like serial killer. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's Actually, the second that's time you've mentioned that, that. Sam. Hmm. <laughs> Someone should check your basement. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, my attic. Uh, oh, anyway. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> I try to yeah. I try to mix it up. Um, but um, no. Did you do that? Did you have like a lot of? I did, crap? but I. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I, well, I wasn't, um, I wasn't even, I, I would say, like, I didn't come out to college and I also wasn't even outwardly closeted. Like, I didn't because rec- I'm bi, so I didn't even recognize that I, like, like, I didn't even feel like I was hiding anything. But yeah, I did a, a cut out 
pictures of women a lot. But that's a normal thing for young girls to do. And it went on in a serial killer way. <laughs> like, I had pictures on my wall, you know, and also of, like, heartthrobs and whatever. But I did have, like, right. books. And I wanted to be a designer, so I often would, like, take fashion ads and put them in books. Um, but a lot of them were just yeah. uh, models I thought were hot. That's um, so fun. I wanted to be a fashion designer, too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I would, like, always sketch outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've during this quarantine, I've been watching a lot of fashion design competition shows, oh. like... Project Runway, uh, Making the Cut, uh, mm-hmm. Next in Fashion, and I'm I'm sort of like, should I learn how to sew? Like, should I start? It's a good time. I mean, honestly, when Project Runway got big was kind of when I stopped wanting to design. I um, It just felt different, you know? It felt different. But, no, I mean, I also, I do like, I still like fashion, but I've moved away from that. But I used to draw a lot, uh, and I think some of it was just, I, like you said, like the way of finding sexuality, like, yeah, a lot of uh, skimpy clothes on models, you know, draw, drawing a lot of cleavage. I'm sure there's something you can analyze about it being, like, my way of discovering my sexuality. So that's yeah. interesting. I've never really thought too much about just, like, something as simple as clothes and how they can affect, like, how you feel about your body and, like, what you're attracted to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought that i think that's really interesting hmm i feel like i had all these other questions and um okay i want to know okay so you're you're um that was your big moment of of sort of your teenage years of like grappling with this and then as you got older how did like that change for you in terms of like discovering your sexuality like obviously underwear was probably like not the main part of it as you got older like how did that relationship change for you um after well so at the, well, <laughs> yeah i guess it's sort of like the journey of like the symbol of underwear was like your awakening but did that sort of evolve as you in the real world like started dating and becoming more open about that or and like how, sort of how did that evolve from the symbol of like i'm hanging on to this thing as an ident- identity to more practical ways of expressing right um i don't know i feel like i well, I do know, actually. Um, <laughs> I guess this is a broad I, question, because I, I guess I don't know. Um, I don't know the story, so I'm. it seems leading, but I'm just like, yeah, tell me what you want about your journey. <laughs> well, I'm so, like, unexperienced still to this day. Like, I, at this age, I'm turning 26 next month, oh, and brag. I really... <laughs> um, wait, sorry, what did you say? I said brag. <laughs> oh, is that a brag? I, I don't feel... know, it's very young, but okay. Go on. It is, I guess it is young, but that's why I, for my age, I feel like I'm, and my therapist and I actually talk about this all the time, like, for my age, the amount of a sexual experience I have or romantic experience that I have is not, like, I don't want to say not normal, but it's just not where I, like, want it to mm. be, so definitely when I think about, I feel like that story actually represents sort of, like, who I am in relation to my sexuality, like a lot of symbols and mm-hmm. like things that represent my sexuality. I'm very into, but then the actual sex itself, I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, I've given like a blow job mm-hmm. and now I'm waiting for my next. So if you know anyone <laughs> waiting for your next, <laughs> wait, yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> that, that phrasing of I'm waiting for my next blow job. I'm such a waiter. 
Like, I don't know. Yeah, I also was a wait- like literally was a waiter for five years, but I feel like I just wait for opportunities mm-hmm. or wait for things to come, and I'm not, like, a chaser. Well, there's no... I mean, sexuality and sex are different, but they're so complex, right? I mean, it's there is no right way, but I understand what you're saying. Like, the, the there is, like, an invisible pressure because of what uh you know what we're told from media and even our friends and the way people talk about sex and depending on where you are in relation with it it can feel like there's pressure to be in a certain place but you know there is no place you have to be um but i i'm more interested in like yeah so the symbolism you said so you you feel like you're behind but then obviously like you're prop like you're in control of your life so wherever you are is in a way where you're supposed to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's not lining up with what with where you think you're supposed to be, right? Yes. Yeah. Like I know ultimately, I'm. If I could go back in time, I wouldn't change anything or do mm-hmm. anything differently. Um, and I'm like happy with who I am and where I'm at. But it is always in the back of my mind of just like. But then I also feel like maybe for queer people who knew they were queer early on, this is sort of a common thing where like. You know, there's not, like, out people in high school as mm. much. The people don't start dating until, like, maybe college or later. And so all the things, all the, like, little things that you did in high school, like holding a hand or, like, mm. kissing under a bleacher, like, I feel like I'm doing that stuff now. Um, yeah. But it's, like, not as innocent as, like, a teenager doing it. <laughs> no, that's relatable. Wait, did you go to school in a big city or a small town? Um, well, I'm from, like, I'm from the Valley here in L.A., but, uh, I, after my freshman year of high school, I dropped out and just did independent study for the rest. So I went to public school my whole life until I was 15, and then after I just, like, got my GED. Gotcha. And then, like, worked. Well, that, that would make sense with the timeline, then, because I feel like a lot of times, I mean, I went to NYU, which is, like, in a big city, and it's, like, a super, a lot of people come from small towns, and then... They say, like, gay by May because it's, like, you, yeah. you have your awakening and then you come out. And then it's, like, yeah. boom, there's a whole community that will usher you in gladly. So that does make a difference because I do feel like everyone's, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then having uh, a built-in infrastructure does help. So school sometimes does that. So not having that. Yeah. It's it's not – it isn't weird to f- – uh, to not have those opportunities to meet people because in the real world, yeah, it's not as easy to just, like, bump hands in the cafeteria um, right. <laughs> you know, like, because there's wow, no, where do you go? You just go... fluttered when you said, <laughs> the I was like, I want that so much right now. Well, and then it's less, um, it's different, right? Because then you go to bars or clubs and people do want to meet people, but it is different to skip ahead to just like, all right, we're going to just hook up because that's hookup culture, which can be fun for people right. too, but it's not always what you're looking for, especially if you want to like sort of have the, like you said, the innocent high school experience. Um, yeah. there are people who want that too, but it's harder to find. And then sometimes it feels weird to be like, I'm looking for it. Like you just want it to happen <laughs> naturally. Yeah. I, I identify as a, as a sexual baby and <laughs> I want to be held. Um. <laughs> um, I felt that way with, uh, dating women for sure. Like I was out longer th- or I was out for a while before I started dating women. And mm-hmm. even though they were both late in my life, like I didn't come out to basically after college like senior year I was questioning and I remember like when I was finally comfortable saying I was like into women I then was like well where are where are the girlfriends oh 
why don't I have a girlfriend? Now I like yeah. I almost felt in- more insecure being out and not having a hot girlfriend. Because then I was like, uh, what does this mean? I can't have. A hot-? But then I was like, that's dumb. Just there's single people who are gay, straight. Like just you just because you're out doesn't mean like. And now my my beautiful girlfriend will appear and <laughs> and uh, well, we're gonna be in like, love forever. <laughs> you don't have to have gay sex to know that you're gay yeah. or you, you know what I mean but it's like those two things get so like the overlap mm-hmm. on the Venn diagram is like mm-hmm. so close and so yeah it's hard to separate sex and sexuality because they feel like the same thing but like you said they're not well some of it comes out of um, a reaction to being marginalized too like I when I think of pride and the celebration of pride I think it's so wonderful but you know it can be very um alienating for someone who isn't necessarily very sexual right like someone who's outwardly gay and proud about that but not sexual going to pride it is just like it's a lot of sex it's in your face and i think that it's a reaction to uh, being shamed for it so i think it's good that it's there but that's just something to consider it's like oh sometimes those invisible things put pressure on us because then we're like oh why don't i feel that? like I, why don't i feel comfortable with my vagina out and it's like i'm I'm so proud of being this way, but it's that's a reaction because people are saying like, "Don't do that." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, well, maybe it's a during reaction. quarantine you'll really learn to love yourself, <laughs> and then your your vagina will just be up all the time. <laughs> but but I don't know if that makes sense. I I guess what I yeah for me it's not about like I don't feel any shame when I see that, but I I can feel I it makes me pause and think. Oh, okay, these two things are separate, and this is a reaction to being shamed for it, and that's why we have to be proud about it. But right. sex, it's, if you're not having sex, you can still be gay. So it doesn't, you don't have to be like, I, and now I'm here fucking my girlfriend, guys. Like, you just be like, yeah, I like women and not fucking anyone or whatever, you know. And it doesn't mean you have, have it doesn't mean like you're repressed or you hate yourself just because you're not like very sexually active or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it just, yeah, it's just, there's so much diversity within the community. and it, But sometimes it can just feel like if you're not, there's still a majority, and if you're not part of that majority, then are you even part of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, like, so many other um, stereotypes, too, that... I mean, some of them can be funny, but then this is why they can feel like if you're not... Like, there's a stereotype in the lesbian community that, you know, like, U-Haul, like, if you're, you're dating, you very, very quickly get into a relationship and move in together. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's... And then I, there's, I identify with <laughs> What did you say? I said, I highly identify You identify that. that? I mean, I want to be that, but I've never, never dated someone who just wants to move in with me, try as I may. And there's this stereotype for Asian women, too, that's like, you know, white guys want an Asian girlfriend, or people want an Asian girlfriend. And as uh-huh. funny as that is to make fun of, I'm like, nobody I've ever dated across race or gender has wanted a girlfriend at all, right? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but I just mean, like, there's all these stereotypes, and then that made me be like, well... Shouldn't it be really easy to fall into a committed relationship, have been this Venn diagram? But no, it's because yeah. people are just people. Well, like one time I went to Palm Springs with some friends, with, and like Palm Springs is so known for um, being a gay, you mm-hmm. know, Asian town, and specifically, like, there's like a lot of old white men. And I went, and nobody looked at me, and I was <laughs> <laughs> very angry. I was like, excuse me, I'm like tiny and young and Asian. I don't know what's going on. Like, are you guys, <laughs> your That's brains so are broken, funny. okay? Because if this was Pornhub, like, this is, I'm exactly who you'd be searching <laughs> for right now. I was very offended. That's so um, funny. But it's funny how, uh, that you say that, um, 
no one has wanted you to be their girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, obviously that is an exaggeration, but it's sort of yeah. true. I mean, because, you know, people make fun of that stereotype and I'm like, that has not been my experience. I've always been the one pushing for a relationship, which is also speaks to like maybe them doing the, that's not what any relationship should be anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Where was I going with this? I feel confused. Oh, oh, I had a question. Okay. <laughs> No. I'm like questioning my whole hosts. identity. That's no. my goal. What did you say? I, said, I love to confuse hosts <laughs> of podcasts. That's my favorite thing. Um, no, I, I brought that up because I was going to ask you this. So with, um, I feel like for me an insecurity with uh, talking about being into women was on the other side, like with like bisexuals, uh, a lot of people will, and I don't know why they do this, but there's like a lot of skepticism, right? There's a lot of like sort of uh-huh. like, male gay skepticism so there's this kind of like thing of like oh you like women but you also like men so if you're not like have you had sex with a woman yet or do you like it like maybe you don't really like it even though you're like 15 year old boys know they like women and they haven't had sex with them it's the same thing so i i'm i don't think it's it would be exactly the same in the gay guy community but are there sort of moments like that where you do feel that pressure because you know what you how you feel about sex and you know you're gay but like are there sort of like the community pressures of like oh this is why i feel like i need to be further in my like sexuality or no my sexual experience i think in my mind i'm like it's i mean it's just that same thing of like guys want sex you know so (laughs) any first date i'm on i'm like priming my my brain and my body like okay he this is something he's probably gonna want so you just you better give you you better open up and it's like that sounds um, so stressful it it is it is <laughs> Teresa <laughs> but it's something that I do to myself and then I realize or I like the on the flip side of that I'm like okay guys want an aggressive like sexually powerful control you know in control mm-hmm. person so i like almost play a character and then <laughs> wow. where i'm like what do you you know i'm down for anything and then it's like i'm not <laughs> i'm not down for most things um you're like then... workshopping your one-man show on a date <laughs> tell, tell me what you want me to do do you want a joke do you want to squeeze or and then they're all they also get weirded out because they're like why are you acting like why are you acting like this <laughs> why so is there it's... background music playing and why did you put on tap shoes <laughs> <laughs> where did that whip come from um yeah, yeah. well okay that's interesting because i'm hearing that like you said like guys like this or guys so i'm doing this but like what what do you want right like what are you looking for when you go on a date and i feel like i mean this sounds like a really like hippy dippy shit but like what are you looking for and if you exist someone else exists that's looking for that so then when you change who you are it's like you're not gonna be able to find the person who wants you because you put on a mask so now what if that person actually like really yeah. likes ammo but now you're doing the character and they're like oh well that's not for me but th- they're not saying about about you they're saying that about right. the character and, you know, and that's why it's just so hard to be such a good actor and <laughs> a thespian. All this. It's hard to fake it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you're, I think, like, all of those things are, are true. Like, sometimes I'm, like, so horny I could die. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's do it now. And then sometimes I'm like, only 
only on my wedding day and I have a veil on. Like, I just feel like those <laughs> are two opposite things, but they can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, ultimately, it's like, I personally just like someone who's grounded and like, has, uh, you know, maybe more, more monogamous, mm-hmm. uh, and just maybe a little more like has a sense of humor, but just like yeah. is not well, I mean, I, I, I don't mean, I mean, you can tell me this, but I meant more metaphorically, like when you're, uh, yeah, I meant like, what do you want? Like, that's more important than what do they want? Because if they don't want you, then you don't want them. What if you, um, end, what if you end know. up together forever? That and then you got to do this character forever. I'm, again, I could, <laughs> I've been doing it all my life, so uh. I'm pretty good at it. No, you're, I mean, definitely so right and that's something that I'm actually like with all this time that we have to ourselves I'm thinking about a lot of just Mm -hmm. like I feel like there are also parts of me like that I learn to hide like maybe more femme parts Mm -hmm. you know more gender queer Mm -hmm. expression and like I feel like once I have the opportunity to like go back in the world I want to be more like want to be more true to who I am Mm -hmm. um because I feel like being with myself all this time and not having like judgment or like the gaze of other people is like helping me to feel connected to hmm. deeper to who I am right now. So in some ways this time has been really good. That's really good. I mean, it is obviously this is all tough stuff, so it, it's not always going to feel easy, but I think it's so rewarding when you do let that part of yourself come out because then it's, um, then the people who appreciate it are like, you're like, that's true versus like if someone's responding really well to a fake version of you, then and you know we all do i do that i'm a comedian you know i'm like oh i'll put on this posture of this and i'm like oh they like this i'll lean into it and then later i'm like yeah. fuck this isn't me you know but <laughs> but it's so rewarding when you're uh you're leaning into the true parts of yourself and people like it and there's always gonna be whatever there's always gonna be haters and then they just fall away and then you are what you're left with is a big group of Lovers. people who love you yeah that's <laughs> nice that's really nice um well i feel like we got really deep um was there anything else you wanted to add before we move into the game oh um no i'm i'm ready to play is it a love game it's a it's a it's inspired by calvin klein because i i knew that you liked calvin klein underwear okay i'm very excited yeah ready i'm ready okay this is called canceled in my calvins um (laughs) because calvin klein had uh, you know, we've talked about this, but Calvin Klein has a history of very controversial ads, you know, from Bookshields, um, mm-hmm. controversial ad, iconic, though, um, to even like recently, you know, the In My Calvins and, and there's so many more. At this point, I feel like they do it on purpose. Um, they do try to stir controversy. It is good PR. So um, this is inspired by that idea, except basically um, they've also had a lot of celebrities model for them who have their own controversies of their own. So I'm going to just read a quote from someone who has modeled for Calvin Klein before. Um, The quote's not related to Calvin Klein. It's just something controversial a celebrity has said. And you have to guess who it is. So they're all Calvin Klein but they've wow. all have been in ads. Yes, they've all been in ads okay. for Calvin Klein. So let's see how well you know your shirtless underwear wearing A-listers. Okay. Perfect. Here's the first quote. If I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like it did. There would have been a lot of blood <laughs> in that first class cabin and then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. And this is about 9-11. Who was this? Uh- Literally, all, all you had to say was, if I was on that plane, <laughs> like, Mark Wahlberg! <laughs> yep. 
Correct. Like, Mark Wahlberg was in a Calvin Klein ad. Yeah. I hate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I hate him. He was in an ad in 1992 with Kate Moss um, when she was only 17 years old. Um, controversial. It's funny looking back on those controversial ads, they look so innocent compared to like the shit that's out there now. But yeah. I get it. She was young. Okay, here's the next quote. Um, this was okay. So this person got flack for responding to Logan Paul, who you know, if you guys don't know, thank God, but he's a YouTuber who is the worst. But also took a video in a Japanese forest with um, a dead person who committed suicide and made fun of it. So this was after that. This person responded uh, and said oh logan had apologized so this person said beautiful man it's not just about overcoming adversity it's about overcoming yourself in the face of in a uh, face of adversity we can all learn a lot from this growth and then he got a lot of flack for this um is it justin bieber it's not but that's a good guess it was noah centineo um who played the guy into all yeah. the boys i've loved before so and Logan Paul apologized. No, he did Calvin Klein ads. Yeah, in 2019, he was in a Calvin Klein ad. He may be in wow. more. I mean, it's pretty. He's pretty new, new addition to their roster. Wow. Um, I mean, what a what a nice guy though. Just lots of love and forgiveness in his heart. <laughs> really love that. Yeah, I mean, he could have just been coming from an out of touch, like, oh, cool, sounds good. And then, besides, <laughs> if you don't know, if you're anytime a celebrity jumps into any controversy, it's like, do your research because you don't know what you're jumping into. No, no. Especially on Twitter. Okay, two more. Um, this quote is, um, okay, in the back of my heart, I feel like I need to, I need to, this actually related to what we we're talking about. In the back of my heart, I feel like I need to uh, be seen with someone, like a girl in public to prove to people that I'm not gay. Oh, Sean Mendes. Yes, this is Sean Mendes in 2019. Um, yeah, uh, unfortunate statement from him, but he, I guess he, he was trying to, he did try to sort of like backpedal and say that like, it's okay if I am, blah, blah, blah. But he, and he was honest about not liking that he felt this way. But overall, I still feel, you know, you're in a position of power. People are listening to your words. This feels like an irresponsible thing to say, Sean. People just really want him to be gay. And I <laughs> like, I don't care about him. Like, I don't, <laughs> we don't need him. We have enough on That's our That's so funny. And it's just like, do we need you to say this, Sean? It's like, the people are going to, like, if you're a famous pop star, people are going to speculate all things about your sexuality. Even straight people, they're going to be like, do they like this in bed or this? I mean, it feels to be unfortunate when you say something like this because you're alienating a lot of your fan base. Okay, you're doing really wonderful. So I think this is the last question. I think you're going to get it. Um, okay. So this is actually two people. So this quote is one person, but it was on an Instagram live where um, two former Calvin Klein models were talking and it's okay. very topical. So here's a quote. How blessed are we to be able to like a lot of people obviously in this time have a crappy situation. They're talking about coronavirus. You know, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they look at us and obviously we've worked hard for where we're at. So it's like you can't feel bad for the things that we have. But I think just taking that time to acknowledge that there are people who are really crippling is important. Good intentions, but people got mad because they were trying to talk about privilege while in a mansion. So who were these people? People are crippling. That's what they said. They were saying basically like, you know, people we look they, people look at us um, and they were saying like they're acknowledging the privilege. But then they said we can't feel bad for where we are because we've worked really hard for it. Oh, okay. I just, I really want one of these to be Justin Bieber's. So. That's the Yeah, that's correct. Is it? Justin Is it Justin Bieber, Bieber and Haley Baldwin? Um, it, 
You know, she might have also been on it, but Kendall Jenner was the other person called out for it. So, um, but oh. I'm going to give you that point because I think Haley and Kendall may have both been on this call because, you know, he lives with Haley, obviously. So, right. three points. You win this game. I mean, I know my Calvin. <laughs> you really know I your know Calvin. I know my problematic superstars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Sam, for winning this game, you can tell people where to find you on social media and anything else you want to plug. Yeah. Um, my social. I am on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Yelp. Uh, my handle is at Samoisdead, S-A-M-O-H-I-S-D-E-A-D. And um, you can find me in my room just <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> sleeping at 4 a.m. Nice. Um, you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for coming on the show, Sam. Thank you for having me. It's